then good evening to you, Dennis. It is yet another happy hour. Oh, yeah. Well, if only every hour we're this happy. Oh, yes. It is happy to be here. You know, we could just laugh for the entire hour. And for, pe- some people would like that and some people would shut it off. But yeah, a lot of people out there anyway. So we should try it sometime. Well, well we got to make each other laugh. All I got to uh, do is look at you and I laugh. <laughs> well, our previous episode, episode 33, was titled There's a Chuckle in There Somewhere. So that uh, is appropriate. We will Subtext. S- we will see what uh, ends up yes, yes. becoming titular about this. Yes. So I have episode. a new uh, beer today. It's uh, uh, from Beards Brewery in Petoskey, Michigan. Shout out to them. Beards Brewery. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful porter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll put my specs on and read it more closely. Serendipity Porter. As luck would have it, <laughs> right. the name of it is... Serendipity. What a coincidence. (laughs) It's Uh, amazing how that stuff happens. It just, yeah, you think, I'm going to have a porter, and then, boom, serendipity. It's God working miracles in our lives. Well, exactly. Well, right. 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 (sighs) So, what a a week. So, you uh, watched the first episode of The Watchmen? I am... 60% 60% through it. Uh, 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 uh. It's but striking. It's striking. Enough to yeah. enough to sort of first of all, you there's so many, you know, what the fuck is going on moments. Um, yeah, yeah. which I expected. I had been warned that that that's that the viewer is just sort of thrown into a world and especially yeah. if you're if you're comic ignorant like I am, uh, you uh, really have no clue. Um, yeah, I, I, I was surprised to hear that you talked about it last time we spoke. But apparently, we'll that's apparently there's uh, there's in every episode there's a whole bunch of little sort of Easter eggs, little clues that yes. that, that, that the super fans are going to be like, oh look, that that's that thing that I remember from issue, uh-huh. issue 47 of the comic. Um, apparently, they've done a they've put in a bunch of work to make that happen. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. all of that go, flies over my head, and. Yeah, well, mine too, for that 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 matter. Although that you don't, just because you're not that uh, flagrantly passionate about it, doesn't mean that without that, that it's not just great. It you know it it is it is very interesting. Um, it's fascinating. It's it's fascinating, and the the acting is is superb. And the plot, of course, when you're in a miniseries, the first episode, you're settling in to what is this? You know, what is the story? You have to create or, the universe, as you know what. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of storylines within that general context. And so just like a lot of uh, even novels, for that matter, they string out different, uh, you know, beginnings of long uh, activities all in the beginning. Long plot and lines. It only comes right. plot lines, subplots mm-hmm. and whatnot. <clears throat> but, you know, in these complicated ones, the, the men who men and women who are writing, these are often creating entire genealogies. Right. Before they really get into the writing very much because they've got to first figure that out. Because it all has to come together in some sense. It may have sense. to make sense. Right. So you're, 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 you're seeming chaos in the beginning when the, when the multiple storylines are there enough, they figure, right. to grab you to say, well, this is, this is interesting in five different ways. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> or, 
or hit or miss, you know, three out of five storylines or subplots are, are interesting. But because it's so uh, unique in its beginning point and its its uh, uh, activity level is so high, I mean, you just get hit with the with the new world. And, and now that I'm in five, of course, without any spoilers, things start to make a great deal of sense. Right. Uh, but uh, but well done. Well done. It's got me coming back every episode. And I, I, I'm not watching it on Sunday, but I get to it. Right. It's what they want. I don't I don't know that I'm going to end up hooked on it myself. It's 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 very confusing in this way of. A lot of TV shows are, I've, I've heard it described as either red shows or blue shows in that they appeal to one half of America because now America is really two halves where uh, you've got your liberals and your conservatives. And you're, a show like 24, for example, is very, uh, was very Republican. It was very, uh, this guy's going to break all the rules and if he has to torture, he's going to torture, but he's going to get those doggone terrorists. And 24 is the name of that. 24. You don't remember that? Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Jack Bauer, oh, oh, a long time ago. Was, I thought it was 24 hours. Well, yeah. Each I, each each uh, season was 24 hours. But, you yeah, know, it's just called 24. But oh, 24. A, a, a thing like that. And yeah, know, these other things that are very, uh, you know, law and order is very uh, these mostly – white cops are going to put away these criminals for and just get them off the streets sort of thing. And then you've got your more liberal shows. I don't know. Uh, your This Is Us, for example, it feels, feels, very, feels very liberal. Um, and I don't know, things like that. And this show very strangely is crossing those streams in a way where you've got, uh, you've got a lot of gunpowder used by the police against white supremacists is what I've seen so far. Yes. And that is very, uh, like, if which side should I be on? Because, you know, it's... Because you are, in fact, leaning toward the white supremacists? Well, I mean, they are the underdogs. I'm just... Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. No, God. no, but it's... it's you're, But it's very... Gonna, they they take all increase, these... You're going to increase viewership <laughs> in, the, in not a good way. Or listenership, if you and, start saying crap like that. And, I don't know, it's... Um, most of the cops so far are black, which is not the way that general media perceives uh, our current situation. Anyway, it's 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 very interesting. Like I, I want to. Uh, again, presumably there's like some superpowers that come in at some point, right. but uh, it and it's very. Oh man, that that opening scene where it's a, a little boy gets put into a crate uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, as, uh-huh. a, as, a, as a parent of a young boy. Uh, that yeah, that yeah, is yeah. just uh, yeah. heartbreaking. Well, I will, tell, I will tell you this. Without any, uh, any clue as to how I felt about the show the first after the first show, besides the obvious fact that I knew I wanted to watch the next one, um, I will tell you this, that now I'm in five, I am riveted. And in a way that, frankly, I do rec- I, I do recall thinking that I might not be, but it is okay. taken. It actually has taken this last episode, and now that I'm used to the jarring opening stuff, which always takes on uh, a new storyline of one kind or another before you're back, like uh, an episode, for example, the plot, right? where they open it a year, thirty years earlier, right? 
and the opening is all this flashback history sure. of one or more of the characters, which you're not, they don't identify them that way. Right. Uh, uh, although, of course, it's, you know, I don't, they're going to. I don't know they're any of their names yet. I, have, uh, I guess there's a guy named Panda, and that's about... Uh... Yeah, that's about well, the only I'm, I'm never very good about remembering the names of the characters. But, but the the other the other thing that's that's initially again I've literally just spent thirty minutes watching this is right. um, with superhero stuff. There's always sort of as this absolute morality, like there's good and there's evil, and it's normally pretty clear which is which. And I prefer things to have more ambiguity on that axis. Um, but what makes you think these characters have superpowers? I don't know because it's a comic book. I mean, you've that's seen that's literally all minutes. I mean, huh? no, I, I haven't. Old? I haven't noticed. Uh, you're, you're suspicious of it in later uh, episodes or in, later in this episode. Well, no, somebody's going to come. There's going to be a character introduced with a superpower. That's what you're expecting. No, it's not. It's not. I'm not. It's. I don't mind. Well, I don't really like things with, with superpowers, but uh, if I can accept it, if it's if it's well done, what I object to is the is the sort of I don't know. It feels like superhero stuff has a very clear morality behind it. Where, but then again, no, I can I can think of examples where you know Batman can sort of be on the edge of uh, of what's good and, and evil. So I don't know. But but. But Batman has no superpowers. That's true. It was the worst example. Uh, well, not an example at all, which doesn't even chart. <laughs> well, his superpower is he's a billionaire, which in today's world is the superpower. That's not much. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Can't take it to the grave with you. So That's what I hear. That's what I hear. So anyway, um, the uh, the impeachment hearings have uh, certainly been uh, interesting as as the Democrats uh, are trying on the on the the issues of justice and the Republicans are uh, judging it all politically. And it is, in fact, a political process, not a legal process. I I would like to hear more. Uh, All I'm getting is is like the peanut gallery on Twitter being like, oh, my God, no, he didn't. He did not just say that. And so, as I'm not... there's 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 two universes being created: the one that you see with your own eyes and hear. This uh, uh, special services, uh, Fiona Hill, uh, was what about eight or ten of the most respected journalists that I read and follow on television said that she wasn't just an impressive witness that she was the most impressive witness they'd ever seen in their career. That is that is very much what uh, what the sense that I got was people were like, "Oh my god, Fiona Hill." She she said, "Oh my god, she Fiona said, Hill. listen, if you want to go ahead and use the Russian propaganda line that Ukraine was somehow responsible for the uh, uh, 2016 elections, be forewarned, you are aiding and abetting the enemy because it's simply not true. It is inarguable." And she said, so as you begin to respond to these facts and you push back in that way, know that you are, in fact, aiding and abetting Russia. Let's not be fooled by this. It was the most excruciating, devastating. And so now everyone knows, of course, and we've known this for some time. Many of us, of course, believe this, that, of course, he's guilty. 
Right. He's guilty of this. And the question isn't anymore whether he did it or he didn't do it. He did do it. And 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 what's happening is the question is now is so so what is Congress going to do about it? Well, we know what's going to happen. The House it will be it will be interesting if it's on uh, absolutely partisan lines. Mm-hmm. You know, it will still go to the Senate where it will be needs twenty Republican votes. That's impossible to imagine. And and so that's why they didn't want to do it in the first place. And what I love about what the House of Representatives did, and Nancy Pelosi in particular. Is that they said, you know what? We don't want to do this. We're this is going to cost us votes, let alone time and all this money. We don't want to do it. And she said, I'm not going to do it unless there's bipartisan support. But then the facts became so clear that you can't just that do that anymore. Not, she can't do that anymore. She doesn't have a choice. She took an oath of office, right. and so she's got to investigate because even if it costs them everything, right? They have no choice. They are responsible because they, for the government not breaking down. Right. They're the the legislature, the the the, the Senate, and the they have a respect for they're responsible. They have a respect for that that T word, truth. Where to 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 T Ruth? Oh oh, I, I don't I don't I don't no. We well, never we never I never heard that word. Well, I never heard that word. As, in, uh, as Colbert would say, truthiness. He 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 coined that word. Back, He's done some funny back, stuff. Back when he was doing his uh, his uh, his conservative uh, parody character, he, he does some funny stuff. He's had a blast with Nunes. Of course, the whole world is having a blast with Nunes. I've never seen a, a more raving psychophant idiot than this guy and his crazy shit. They call it the other day. One one straight faced dude, some Republican who's got a real. It must be from Texas. Talks kind of with a tight lip like this, you know. Sounds a little like Billy Ray Thornton and Blade. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, it, 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 "It, I don't have any more questions. I think that this part of the uh, the uh, uh, impeachment loser is about to come to an end for the day." <laughs> Impeachapalooza. So when I when I was looking uh, for. The because you in the previous episode you referenced a um, an SNL cold open that that was like um, spooky uh, that, no that was um, you know uh, impeachment of our lives or uh, yeah, a soap yeah, opera yeah, thing yeah. so right. I so I, I started searching for that and SNL does this thing where sometimes they put all of their skits on YouTube and other times they don't like I remember when Tina Fey was doing her Sarah Palin thing back in. Oh, eight, I guess it was now. No. Yes. Oh, wait. That uh, all of the all of the clips of that were available uh, even here in Europe. Um, and it was. Um, but I went to search for this and I so I, I searched uh, impeachment cold open or impeachment soap opera or something. And it SNL and it brought me to a video from. Uh, it was uploaded in in 2013, but it was from the SNL when when Clinton was going through his impeachment, <laughs> and it, you know Jimmy Fallon was it Will Ferrell playing Clinton? I don't know. I, no, Clinton wasn't wasn't in there. There was it was just the impeachment hearing uh, oh. where they were they had gathered together this this panel of sex experts, and they had uh, like George Michael and uh, and. Um, May you rest in peace. And Courtney Love, and uh, these things where they were, where they were just where they were where they where they were specifically <laughs> asking questions about you know oral sex and stuff. 
and they had they had Elizabeth Dole was one of them. <laughs> Elizabeth Dole. And I always and, wondered what the Dole really meant. I mean, and she was. What does she, that really mean, she, Dole? She, Elizabeth, you're on the Dole. She, she and, was. And her husband Bob Dole. Oh my God, what a character he was. I like that old dude. She she was, was there. Caretakers. She was there, and she was like, "Well, I I just I just don't I just don't know what I can tell you about the the sexual act, but I would be happy to you know tell you everything that I know." Anyway, it was funny to the just the jarring thing of going back to that world of uh-huh. of what was that uh, ninety four whenever that was and how I forgot. how I forgot everything that happened in, in any of the nineteen uh, any numbers one nine nine I don't know there's yeah. a lot lost to me so it was it was it was very strange to be uh, thrust back into that into that world but anyway. Yeah, so how great, how great was this? Was this photo of Trump's notes when he came out to oh. give? It, oh that, my God. That, that will be in the show which, notes. Which, for... which the the you know, and the thing that you can miss in the high hilarity of this latest uh, uh, inane showmanship that he bungles so badly um, <laughs> is is that he. He acted, wanted to act like what he was holding in his hand was an official transcript. Right. Right? And so it's, it's, it's like he, he's like the guy who really can't shoot straight. I mean, as Adam Schiff pointed out, the day after Mueller testified and issued his report was when Trump did this next thing that he did. It was the day after. Yeah. It was the day after. It was... And, and, and as he said this, and then there'll be another one. And he, and he said, of course, we know. Trump said, well, why, why should we stop here with Ukraine interfering? Let's get China involved. I want China to, to investigate the Bidens, too. You know, and, and his, his good buddy in North Korea, why does he get him on board? Do you, have, you, have you seen, you should put in the show notes, some of these amazing headlines from Russian uh, uh, official publications and newspapers about uh, how much they love Trump and thank you, Trump. It's I'm I'm kind of surprised that we haven't heard more of this, even in the mainstreamish media. MSNBC, for example, Ari Melber, I'm certain would 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 really would publicize this. But it's but you, you know I don't know why it's not been a bigger story. But it's very fascinating when you when you dig into that because they're just sticking it because this whole thing. <clears throat> I, I the um, Henry Kissinger said that. Um, uh, now that the USSR has broken up, Russia has got a choice between being an empire or being a country. And without Ukraine, they can only be a country. But with Ukraine, they are an empire. And that quote is what is driving so much of the, 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 the importance of what is happening here. They're just now in these hearings understanding now, now now that it's not even why waste your time anymore in the fifth day to make it clear that he did it. Right. Now they're making links with the benefit to the Russians. Fiona Hill was very, very clear. You are aiding and abetting them. Let me be clear. There is no conspiracy with Ukraine. This is inarguable. And that is 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 aiding and abetting the enemy. I thought it was the most masterful. It's a great clip. And she's got this great clipped English uh, accent. Um, another immigrant. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and it's like people typewriting, uh, you know, why so many people in our foreign service? 
I like born in other countries and stuff. That would explain her name. I've Fiona. <clears throat> I've I've always loved that name. Uh, it's a lovely name. I, I really really love that name. In fact, she's I, a, she's an American hero. I I lobbied pretty hard for that name for my daughter when, when oh. my wife was pregnant. Yes, um, and because it's I I just think it's lovely. But what what killed it was every time we mentioned that that was a possibility to Spaniards, they all said, oh, you mean like Shrek's wife? And uh, the fact that they chose Fiona. that name for the name of a big right. green ogre. So I, I, imagine, I thought that's why you liked it, because you're that weird. I didn't know that. I thought you wanted to name your child after that character. No. Which no. I, I, I was trying to be supportive by not questioning that. But, well, that's you know, that's that's why green, I named my son Shrek. So, uh, <laughs> or I can't... change the spelling: S C H S C R E C K Shrek. All right. Yes, there you go. No so, one will ever will ever notice. Yeah, but this it's it's just so funny. Like the this 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 photograph of the of his notes. It's just so quintessentially Trump administration of not only does he not have anything typed, he has stuff written out in a big fucking magic marker. The Sharpie. With it, so that so, so that so that he he it's it's as close to a teleprompter as they can get for this fucking moron. Well, this really anybody his age really needs bifocals, I would think. <laughs> not to be ageist. Well, but not to be ageist. You know, but how old is the man? Seventy-two. Right. So you're going to need a big font for sure. I'm, I, that's that's okay, I guess. Well, but, but the thing is, and this is what the next investigation is that they they are there's an allegation that the sharpie that was used in those notes was the same sharpie that was used to change the uh, weather map right. that was put out by the agency to correspond which is a felony with Trump's with Trump's view. Yes, it's Trump's view, but it it was in fact Trump's chart. The, you know, and as we know, I wonder as how we know. I wonder what corporate Sharpie is feels about uh, this presidency. Because <laughs> sales are up by thirty eight percent, but then they're going to top out. Right. <laughs> good joke. Good joke. I got that. Yeah. Let's try uh, everything in Sharpie. I don't know. I don't know. So Trump's uh, as of today, Trump's approval rating went up four four or five points, and independents left a pro impeachment column uh, by enough of a margin to turn the majority from in favor of it to the majority against it by two points. So there was a four-point switch. So there's something that's happened that uh, in this past five days that makes independents say, you know, I, uh, we're wasting our time. And it, it's got to be the pragmatic fact of the Senate absolutely going to not uh, find him guilty of it, let alone remove him from office, because they have two decisions to make. Um, and so people are saying this is becoming just an enormous waste of money and divisiveness. And the the fact of the matter is the House has no choice, no choice. Right. And if they lose independence, so be it. But they have no choice. And the Senate, the Senate has no choice to act on it either. But because of the partisan representation, which is absolutely predictable, it's not going to pass. And everybody knows about that can't in any way, shape or tape or, or in any manner, curtail what the House is doing because it's their responsibility, you know. And so, if it, you know, it's, it's like it's, it's like being tasked with it's Sisyphean. It's yes. Take hey, look, right? 
it's your responsibility to roll this rock up, right. up, up this hill. Right. And you know damn well what's going to happen. going to get to the top. Right. And it's going to roll you over and you have no choice because this is your particular hell. Yes. And you are, in fact, Sisyphus. Speaking of Greek philosophers, I would like to... Sisyphus wasn't a philosopher. He was a rock pusher. What was he before that? Wait. Was he the first rock star? I don't know. I'm just saying. He... Are you familiar with um, Zeno's Paradox? Oh, uh, yeah, from a previous episode, but remind me because I couldn't put my finger on <laughs> it. was not on a it. previous episode. Yes, it was. Stop putting your finger on anything. Uh, yes, it was. The, so I'm, I'm playing... Tra- and, and I'll remember. Much in the same way that interesting conversations with uh, learned friends often start off with, well, I read this article that I'm going to say I am sort of plagiarizing this from another podcast, but... Uh, I really love this idea, and it so resonated with me. Uh, so Zeno's paradox is this... Um, I don't know, Zeno was a Greek philosopher or something, uh, but and he was a, a thinker about math and stuff. And he came up with this idea that uh, before you... So say you're... Let's use a friendly number, like... Say you're 64 feet away from a wall. And you are trying to walk towards that wall to touch the wall, right? And before you get all the way to the wall, you have to get halfway to the wall, right? So now you're 32 feet from the wall. And before you can get the rest of the way to the wall, you have to get halfway there, which is, you know, 16 feet. And you do that on and on. And if you keep thinking in that way that you have to get halfway there before you're there, it turns out that you never actually arrive because you're every time you're taking a half step a, a step that's a half half as long yeah, as the previous step, and and this really just blew the minds of people, pretty much all the way until Newton invented calculus. Calculus mm-hmm. is the solution to this, uh, but this whole idea and that that is very metaphorical about how liberals feel about ah we almost got him about Trump. It's like it's like ah we made it halfway there. And then, and then the next day, it's like, oh, we made another halfway there. And then the next day, we, oh, we made another halfway there. And you never actually fucking get right. there. Right, right. And it always feels like right. you're, you're taking... Zeno's theorem. Z- Zeno's paradox. It's a paradox. Zeno's. Z-E-N-O. That will be in the show notes at hey man, happyhour.fm slash 034. A good name for pizza joint. Huh? When you order, you only get half a pizza? <laughs> no. And if you takes, complain, you only it, get a quarter well, of a pizza. The motto. It <laughs> takes us half as much time to get there. <laughs> no, it takes us an infinite amount of time to get to, to deliver. No, no. It takes us, it takes us half as much time to get there. Zeno's Pizza. <laughs> so Fiona. Now a name I, that I liked was uh, Desdemona, not because I thought of it for a child, but that I thought of it instead for a uh, restaurant that I was uh, fantasizing that I would open in Portland, Oregon. And in the weather there, which has got a lot of rain during the winter season, and it's just fabulous uh, place to, to live and play. Um, I uh, saw this place and imagine, reimagined it as a, as a um, it was a very large a stone building. 
and I reimagined this big, uh, like, uh, structure coming off the side of it that looked like a, a bridge that you would walk on, an old wooden bridge, but on either side of it, instead of a tunnel going to the road, there were these huge fireplaces that was all full of picnic tables. And those fires were, were in, particularly in the rainy part of the year, were, were firing, you know, large. And uh, it was, the name of it was Desdemona's Bridge. So I wrote this all down and kind of plotted out and drew pictures of it and, and was looking at uh, possible locations. Even though I didn't have a penny by name, I actually was pretty much, um, I wouldn't say I was homeless, but I was vagabond. So, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself homeless. I was, didn't have a home for several years, but, <laughs> but had places to stay. Uh-huh. Anyway, along the way, found places. But at, but at any rate, um, Desdemona. I always love that. I don't know where I found that. I wonder if we should do a little research and see where that comes from because I almost think it was a play, but I, it's just out of reach. I can answer your but question. I can answer your question right now if you would like. Oh, wow, real time. You millennial. Desdemona. I'm not a fucking millennial. Those are the younger, those are the youths. Desdemona is a character in William Shakespeare's play Othello. Ah. Shakespeare's Desdemona is a Venetian beauty who engages and disappoints her father, a Venetian senator, when she elopes with Othello, a Moorish man, several years her senior. So it's Othello's uh, young bride. Ah, well. Breaking the rules. Now we're going to a Christmas ale. This is just put out by Bells. It's seasonal. And it's, uh, of course, got uh, pictures of Christmas trees in the snow. And uh, it's lovely. There's nothing, it's lovely. Nothing about Jesus? Um, let's see. Well, Christ, mess, ale. So, yeah, the word Christ is in the name of it. So, yes. As I, as I, was, as I was editing our previous episode where we were talking about uh, the— You actually edit these things? How can you stand it? It's very, very taxing. Uh, as as I was listening to you when we were talking about um, how the matter in your body is not the same as before, right? And you I thought and, about that, and you a lot as you should, and and you said I am my past mass and my present mass and my future mass, and I really wanted my past self to have said, and your Christmas. <laughs> but anyway, now we have uh, enabled that joke for our right. for our listener. Um, uh, as you so. As you were talking about uh, your restaurant name ideas, I had one recently, and I don't know where it, where it came from. Uh, I, and I and I went and looked, and I was disappointed. And I made a tweet about how this is disappointing. That in Los Angeles, there's not a an Italian restaurant called SoCalzone. So that's what you SoCal so- SoCal is the the way that Californians talk about oh. Los Angeles. And what an opportunity to have a SoCal uh, zone. But you know, uh, you know what? You know what the Google Maps told me? Uh, it turns out that there is a business called SoCal Zone in in Los Angeles or near in the Los Angeles greater area. Oh. And, but it's but it's a it's a it's a real estate place. So it's the SoCal Zone. Ah, uh, yeah, but and, and they didn't they didn't take the extra Italian. Uh-huh. Uh, well, they could. You should write them and tell them to open a restaurant. And then charge them because I, I imagine that fifteen hundred bucks per, per well per per week 
<laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> for the rest of your life. So I got a new setup. How's my uh, sound? Sound. Your sound sounds better. You we got, had a complaint. You have you have a sound sound now. We had a complaint, so I we had a complaint, and you really have, you have you have helped it along. Really Although I like the way that the, the, that he said that uh, you know what, or if it's too much bother for him, that's okay because sometimes that's what we got to put up with. Yes, on the professional side, of it. and I thought I thought well, that's, I said that's so true. That's pretty. That's that's more accurate than you would ever actually know and it's like what he doesn't know is that i'm I, i'm in my bedroom and i've got a little step ladder here and then i have a box on it and on top of that is my microphone not exactly balanced but it's up high and then i have this little fold-out table that's big enough to hold a fucking tv dinner there's my computer and i took two tiles from a kitchen floor that are 24 inches long and i put them to extend the length of my table in front of me so i can lay out my supplies Yes. For happy hour. And in order to get out of this place I am, I have to go off to the left and crawl over my bed to get out of the room. That's so, that's brilliant. So but the uh, so the you know so FYI caller your idea that you know you know maybe it's too taxing for me. Actually I was motivated, so now I'm now it's now it's now I have to like set up and tear down. Well you know, I mean eventually I'll get my office set and I'll get a boom mic in there you know yes a professional uh, and and padding on the walls yeah right yeah well, <laughs> my office already has a plan to have padding on the walls it is after <laughs> all my inner sanctum sanctorum yes uh, where bouncing off the walls is a prerequisite of its major purpose well and, the uh, you take solace in that the the podcaster you were compared to uh has done podcasts in the bathtub with a, with a with a with a with a plank over over the bathtub holding it, holding the microphone, so uh, you are you are out of it doing I well. I'm a good company. <laughs> I'm a good company, but he does understand the relationship. It's it's like he was saying like so if his job is the only job is to call in, this may be too much. But he might consider trying to get the mic a little closer to his face. A little a little <laughs> professionalism would be appreciated. It was such a very polite and understand, you know, like, it's like if he wants to, if, <laughs> if he doesn't, it's like, it's fine. I wouldn't want to be a bother. <laughs> right. I wouldn't want to be a bother. You might consider moving the mic just a bit closer to your face. Which... You unprofessional. No. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't go there. You would though. You're cruel. I, I would. With your big, your bully podcaster friends in Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, bumping into each other, putting little crispy things in the microwave, like fucking robots. Yes. It's uh, we mic the row wave. The thing that people haven't understood very clearly about this, as another listener has written, is that how many of you in the house in Brooklyn, how many of you actually have, as you do protuberances growing from their forehead they didn't know that it's every one of them and they're all different right and so the idea of a high five in your brooklyn apartment building is, is different in the common kitchen where you have exactly one microwave and uh basically uh looking like a uh i'm sure the uh typical entrance way for a major airline with different gates and whatnot all of you lining up queuing up getting to the only 
appliance in the entire place, which is a microwave. That, that is and queuing, that is queuing true. up one after another with pop tarts in the morning and fucking uh, burritos uh, later in the day that you put into toaster after you mash it down with your hands so that it's flat enough to fit in the toaster. Toaster burritos, yes. You guys are. This is it. This is high cuisine at the Brooklyn Digs of the Words Platonic Association of Podcasters. Jesus. The, the what now? The Brooklyn Platonic <laughs> Association of Podcasters? Yes. Yes. BPOP? BPOAP? <laughs> Bebop? Uh, Bebop. Yeah. So, as I mentioned to you in a quick email, the this and this is uh, this episode is quite uh, political. The 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 Trump uh, f- the photo of his of his notes. Someone on the internet turned that into a font that you can like install on your computer oh, right, and right. make and, put whatever and make you pictures. Want and so you did an advertisement for the show there. Today. Yes, I will. Right. I, I will. I will include that in the in How the show can notes. How we send it out? The media. Send it out, man. Use all your contacts. It may already have been sent out. That's great. Maybe by your assistant. Well, if if Grace ever gets her act together, we have a sponsor. <laughs> if you're getting five dollars a month, the shout goes out to the to the man. Yes. The, uh, in fact, the uh, the young fellow who who was very understanding about my position and the difficulty that any change could be. But in fact, I did respond. Yes. The ladder, the step ladder. And the box is because of these. I'm concerned about how precarious you are up there on top of that pedestal. Like, if you are you going to fall down? Because you've got this no, like, stack of. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not on the ladder, you fucking moron. I'm <laughs> fucking Mike is. As I clearly explained, you, you've got to follow the conversation. I'm just saying, you seem kind of high. Distracted. What are you? What are you like reading jokes? As we're, we're, we're you seem kind of high. What are you saying? Oh, yeah. Come back That's down. Right. That's right. That's right. Remember the remember the cartoon of of the cat who had smoked marijuana. <laughs> no, who had eaten catnip? Catnip. Eaten catnip, and he was writing in his journal. Yeah. About whoa, the the whoa. the mouse is like my friend, man, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Oh, everything is so good. I just love living in the world, and the mouse is now my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, many problems solved. So, Post that. Post that cartoon. I will try and find that and put that in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 034. Hey, hey. hey well, let me let me read the domain name, oh, please. Do Jesus. It Do it again. <sighs> Happyhour.fm slash 034. <laughs> Nobody hey, man. Cared. We're past, Nobody cared. We're past a Look, third of 100. Just... It's you and me talking. This is it. I know, I know that. Does. I know that. It doesn't matter. As fat as you have this, somebody gives a fuck about what we have to say to each other. I'm glad to do it. I, I, I'm going to have a couple of beers anyway, right? <laughs> and you're not you're not without wit. You're you're sometimes with wit. I'd say you're kind of a half wit. I'm, <laughs> just, just I'm, I'm wit wit. Oh no. No, see, that's a point right there in my favor. This proves what I'm saying. It's because okay. of that. What? Wit? What? Wit? <sighs> oh, yeah, right. What? Wit what? What? The Alan Green. What?
Did you have you have you become aware of a I don't know viral video phenomenon maybe we'll call it of Mayor Pete Buttigieg has started doing this dance in front of crowds and people are his supporters are picking up on it and trying to also do this dance. And, uh, and have you heard? Have you heard about this at all? Oh, no, no. It's it's. It sounds too weird. Show me. Yeah. Well, it's. I don't care if you have to edit. I don't it, care if you have to edit. It's super, it super, super, super white boy. It's you know, you know those um, those. My chat box. Help, hold on. Let me explain a little bit more, and then we'll. I want we'll to show see it you. now. Don't. Have some have some restraint. Uh, oh, you know those. You, you know those. Those. Long-winded explanation. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know those uh, blah 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 those uh, inflatable tube people that you that, that they put on the side oh, of the road right that, that goes all around like this wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man hi I'm Al Harrington president and CEO of Al Harrington's wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man emporium and warehouse thanks to a shipping error I am now currently overstocked on wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men and I am passing the savings on to you. So uh, I will, future Eric, cut now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready to come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, let me close that. <coughs> okay, uh, so this is about the whitest possible dance you could imagine. I understand. I th- I misunderstood. I thought you told me that Buttigieg was do- was the was the no he, of the dance. I think he is. I thought he was dancing. I think he. I think he no, is. You didn't show me Buttigieg dancing. I have not found that video yet, but this is a. Do you think there is one that he's doing the dance? I will. I will do some more research. Him? Yes, I think so. And anyway, this is. Where did they where did they see him dancing? I, I think at a rally or something. But anyway, this is this is a. Don't brush me off. I want to know the answers to my questions. Well, I haven't done all the research yet. I'm, it's happy hour, man. Calm down. <laughs> but the you're, you're funny. Anyway, you're funny. anyway, it, it very much reminds me of those inflatable tube people that oh. that just fly around like this. But apparently, uh, first of all, as may have been discussed on another podcast. Uh, if you're trying to get the African-American vote, this is not yeah, a good that, dance. That this that is that very, very that white. That ain't the way to do it. And, I right. was thinking exactly and, the same thing. Uh, but brother, but apparently... down in South Carolina going to look at this shit and say, are, are you fucking kidding me? Could you be any whiter? This is it? Yeah. Oh, but Lord, no. However, however, the... the, the, the supposedly, the defense of how silly this is is that he wanted to be inclusive for wheelchair people, that they could also do this dance that is entirely upper body, no legs. or. You're saying this because this is conjecture, or you've read it? I've heard it as conjecture. Oh, you've heard it from them? From them? Look, he had a Russian accent, but I think... (laughs) (laughs) So give me a Russian accent. You were just there, right? Not too long ago. Нет. Anytime you ask a Russian for help about anything, нет. No. Yeah, it's just like, go away. I don't want to talk to you. Right. Well. 
So the much maligned Russians. Well, it was actually exactly a year ago that I was there. So you're going to have to show a couple of clips, speaking of Russia, with uh, SNL and uh, the dude playing Putin plays him with his shirt off. And as a as a uh, obvious sexual attractive uh, male to to uh, to Baldwin's Trump. Right. And it is so it is the it is the best part of that whole long Many it's been what years now. Of course, as long as Trump's been there, that Act Baldwin's been doing that. Uh, but that that is the best. But it, it and and the the point of it is to is to really twist yes. the knife into yeah. Trump of right. of this. You you say you're so masculine. Right. Uh, right. Well, so here's the deal, man. Trump is Alex Baldwin's bitch, and has been ever since Alec Baldwin was doing Trump. Yeah, he's just absolute bitch, and that's nothing drives nothing drives Trump crazier crazier than to be on the bad end of that and and for for what kind of idiocy what kind of idiocy does this kind of stuff on with without any any planning any any forethought and marches out onto the lawn with fucking sharpie penciled large notes right. that he wants to portray as an actual transcript not understanding and knowing that of course the cameras can pick it up what type of planning has taken place here the answer is none, none. because that gets scratched out and he goes and he takes it and he's impetuous and he has got the worst criminal thinking of any public official in the history of this fucking country this guy is an absolute criminal thinking lunatic so who has a sociopathic narcissistic overtones which are frightening frightening and bill maher says he won't leave and you know what i believe he won't leave that's what i believe in the 38 percent could... will march on on washington that's uh. what he is fomenting that is he is what he is building the reason if i say this anybody who's listening on that camp is cheering and saying you got it straight brother that's what he he you want to do something google go ahead and google the number of times that trump has used the word cool just Google it and see how many times he's actually used that coup, C-O-U-P. He, but he couldn't spell it. What did he call Barisma? What did he call it? He Bar Barista? Yeah, I don't know what he mispronounced it in the one. Oh, my God. Yeah, so. Is, 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 how could a guy be, he's, how could a guy, he's a, he's a complicated guy. How can it be so Well, he's, he's never had, he's never had. What he's never been told. He's never been told. Look, you tried and you failed. He's failed a whole bunch of times, but no one has ever told him. Look, this was a failure. Well, they have. He just says you're wrong. Well, no, they have. But I get. But, but like, do you think after this uh, Sharpie notes scandal uh, photograph, do you think he lost any sleep over that? Do you think he went, do you think he was like, no. man, I shouldn't have done that? No, no he doesn't no. because he doesn't have any sense of guilt. There's no... Well, and you know what they call that? They call it a fucking sociopath. Okay? Indeed, yes. That's a sociopath. Yes. This is a guy who stands in front of people and lies and he's so fucking sick that he believes what he's saying and he actually doesn't know the fucking difference. Yes. This is the type of person that our constitutional fathers were concerned about, which is why they wrote the impeachment clause, because this could happen. And little did they know, they suspected it, but now we know that it's happening now in front of our eyes. This 
is a move, a move. But how do how do we unbelievable get unbelievable executive privilege and uh, moving toward a monarchy? And it won't stand. It will not stand. Fiona Hill leads leads. In fact, leads those folks that understand very clearly why this will not be allowed, and it won't happen. I, I've but seen so many. I've seen so many tweets and statements and things by conservatives saying, look, I am the most conservative person you've ever met. I want to let the the big corporations do whatever they want, and I hate abortion, and uh, on, on everything, I'm super conservative. But I have seen just what a total turd the president is, and and we we can't have this person as our leader, as our representative to the world. Who's saying this? Who's saying this? Uh, various conservative uh, people are, are saying this. Conservative people, certainly not uh, elected officials. No, 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 no. Exactly. Well, not even pundits. Researchers, but, academics, people of credibility. I, I don't even know if it's people of credibility, It's but it's uh, people that, well, that feel... they to repeat what they say here. Well, that's because the... Okay, fine. That's because the liberals are retweeting this, this concept of, look... There, there are some conservatives that are saying, "Hey, conservative brethren, uh, we need to get hey, rid of the, we need to get rid of this guy." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and, and as as I've always said, if you're super conservative, who would be better than Mike Pence, right? Like it seems like you want someone that you can hold up as being ethical, et cetera, et cetera. Who Pence? Right. It, He's caught up in this. You realize the succession goes to Nancy Pelosi. Well, sure, if we are going to take out Pence, too, but. Pence is implicated now, and Pence probably is part of a conspiracy. And, and because it's not a legal proceeding, and instead it's a political proceeding, it can't happen. Right. But I will tell you this. On this note, I bid you adieu. This has been a provocative hour, but I must join my family. And I say to you. Provocativehour.fm. What is this? A different outro? Amazing. Hey, it's Eric here. Just want to remind you that you can find us on Twitter at happyhourdotfm and on Gmail at happyhourdotfm at gmail.com. And really, it would mean so much to us if you could go to patreon.com slash happyhour and throw us a few bucks every month because we really enjoy making this show and we'd like to keep doing it. So thank you very much, and we will see you next week.